0: Hey, welcome back to Piece of Chaos. This is a really fun and all-over-the-place conversation with uh, my good buddy and comedian, Blake Wexler. This is his fifth time on the Piece of Chaos podcast, so uh, we're going to get right into it. And uh, yeah, enjoy. My buddy, Blake Wexler. It's
1: great to see you. Congratulations on, on your podcast, Milestone.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty... I'm pretty excited about it. Just in, mm-hmm. in terms of like, just I don't know perseverance.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, right?
0: like like, um, especially these last couple months because because I'm not doing sets. You know, I'm not doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely start to question my my existence sometimes. Um, yeah, of course. But, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of, kind of over that. Like, uh, like if something comes up, it'll, it'll happen. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I feel like this is, this is, it's no substitute for it, but maybe it's like, uh, this this is what I'm doing now for now.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it probably keeps you sane too. Like
0: you know, yeah. like it it, it kind of scratches bit. that itch. Yeah, a little bit. I I um I definitely miss in theory I miss doing sets. In mm-hmm. reality uh I miss producing my show. Yeah. Right. Um but putting the work in to rebuild another one, I just haven't been ready to do yet, for whatever reason like, like well, it's
1: a nightmare is probably why you <laughs> it's probably the reason it sucks to do
0: <laughs> I, I it it didn't bother what i'm what I'm hesitant on and mm-hmm. where I can like feel myself putting like uh you know this like un unmentioned block on it. Is I gotta find a new venue And Mm -hmm. Carving the time In my day to go Find a new venue Like I didn't even find Five Threads, Sam found Five Threads So theoretically And Brian found uh, Sports Harbor So like it's never even been something Where I had to I, I know I could do it It's just like Um There's a little legwork that I got to pull off and go have conversations in a recession where every business owner basically at this point is going to be like, "Uh, yeah, no, I'm not giving you any money. How will this (laughs) make me money? Yeah. 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 Like, I know it will make them money. And the Mm -hmm. pitch is usually like, tell me your least busy day, Mm -hmm. basically. And I'll put 40 or 50 people in here on that day drinking for three hours. Like it's a no brainer kind of, but, um, I don't know. I've just been hesitant to do that, but that's ultimately what I think I would want to get to again. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think I can go hustle and do five minute sets at the haha because you know what I mean? Like I'm yes, not even I asking people <laughs> to put me up. Like I'm not even asking people like, Hey, can I, can I get on a show? Like I got asked to do a show a, a few weeks ago and I was like, um, and it was a, it was a, a pretty, it was actually a really good one. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not ready to do a really good show. I haven't been out and my material is all garbage from three years ago. So, uh, no, you know, um, so I don't know. I'm doing a, a really silly show with the band we're playing uh, at a bowling alley. Oh, um, fun. Corbin Bowl and, Adam Feuerberg. Do, you know, do you remember Adam Feuerberg?
1: Yeah, I know that name. Yeah, I know that name. And We've done Ryan shows Talmo. together.
0: Ryan Talmo. I'm not sure if I know Ryan. They're putting on... They, they do, like, a monthly show at uh, Corbin Bowl in Tarzana. It's like a bowling alley with a stage mm-hmm. for some reason. And uh, so they do a comedy, then music. So I booked my band to be Sick. The, the, the the band that's playing after. And I know just being there, I'm going to get, like wish I was doing a set. Yes, you know. For sure. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's it's been weird. So uh, I'm just kind of like, yeah, thank you for saying that. The milestone, it's like
2: mm-hmm.
0: I guess it's this is what I'm going to keep doing and whatever it manifests to become if I get back to comedy great. I I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard.
1: Yeah, I I think you are. I mean, I know. I I think this is one of the things why one of the reasons why I enjoy talking to you is you are incredibly in your head. And also, I think that, you know, I I do relate to what you're talking about where you want to go back to do stand up, but it seems probably like this insurmountable thing where it's like, fuck I, I want to do it you want to do it on your terms like you don't yeah. want to go hang out at some horrific show for what because per- you know there's going to be some lifting before you feel yourself again yeah, you know so yeah, yeah. it's like oh good so now I have to hang out for four and a half hours at this awful show watching awful comedians and then I to what like get my legs underneath me so it's like to start the process which I do believe it'll come back to you a lot quicker than you think like I think it will just yeah. be like like a couple of shows and i was like oh right this is how i talk like it's not like right, right, right. you do this insane fucking character that has nothing to do with who right, you are right you know yeah, you're yourself yeah. so i think it'll come back quicker and then in regards to the show so to, to put wrap that up i think you just need to do it like do the good show like who cares yeah. like great comedians bomb on great shows so like it's yeah. I think you should just... That's that's my opinion. I think you should just do it. I understand where you're coming from. You're a good person. You don't want to fuck up the show, but you won't. And then (laughs) also with starting a new show, you are faced with the worst part Of starting a new show first where you don't get to have a really fun set and a really fun hang and then find out where to do the show and like probably get like rejected for stupid reasons, which is infuriating because it's like I'm trying to help your like this makes sense what I'm giving you right now, but Yeah, that's the worst part. And then, you know, you have a life. So it's like, what, what are you supposed to drive around the valley for like four and a half hours to find like a spot, you know? And
2: yeah. it's,
1: yeah, it's it, it's a nightmare. Like it just f- trying to find, and you I think had it really, <clears throat> excuse me, it was a great situation before. And yeah. it's very hard to find a amicable situation where with a venue in which it works for both Performers, show producer, yeah. and venue. So, yeah. yeah, it's and even if it does work, often people who own p- establishments are fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> They're crazy, yeah. and often yeah. you know, and it goes both ways. Often comedians are crazy. So, yeah, yeah, it's. I think it, it's this hill that like needs to be climbed at some point, but totally. I think it's a hill, not a mountain, yeah. for you. Yeah, you know what's
0: funny weird. about the brewing comedy place mm-hmm. was. He started getting a little crazy with his, um, with what his expectations were for his business. So if you remember, it was like mm-hmm. one unit of that strip mall kind of thing, right? Yeah. And around six months before the pandemic, he b- bought or or rented the unit next door to that, and yes. he was going to expand. But at that time, that whole side was just like storage, right? Mm-hmm. But then. Two months before the pandemic, he blew out the back wall of that room and turned it into a gigantic room. I mean, it ruined it, honestly. It ruined the room. Remember, there was like a brown I'm picturing wall, it,
1: yes. Like, past the swing.
0: Yeah, yeah, past the swing, there was like a door on the right and then a brown mm-hmm. wall.
1: I remember He blew that.
0: that wall out. And now the building went all the way back to the back of the building. It was horrible and it made yeah. what would have been a packed show look empty first of all mm-hmm. it changed mm-hmm. the sound completely so My like bad. that last that last show in march before the pandemic i walked in and i didn't know he was going to do that and i walked in and i was like oh no what did you like, do uh, he's like oh it's great you know we can have and and there's like games and like giant jenga back there and all this other shit and i was like dude like I'm not your lead business. I'm here every two weeks. You do whatever the hell you want with your business, but... Yeah,
1: yeah, of course.
0: You have fucked up this comedy show a lot. And I was like, how are we going to work around this? Like, I was thinking, okay, next month we got to move to a different part of the room. I might need Mm -hmm. to get different speakers. Like, this is a whole thing. It was bad enough to have the swing and the booths facing the wrong way. But, like, this is like... So, all that said, he then... Screwed his business because then the pandemic hit And now he has two extra spaces to fill Whereas if he would have stayed to the smaller space He might have survived the pandemic You know And Because yeah. he had to be completely over leveraged So the point being like <laughs> He was pretty cool as that goes And that still even went a little nuts You know So yeah. it's like I gotta find There's a lot There's personalities There's venues Mm -hmm. And I want to make it a good show, you know, like I, I I want to make it a good show. So it hasn't been top of priority for me to get back to doing a show, but I really miss it. Long story short and a hundred podcasts, I feel like is like a, a milestone that I really wanted to hit. Yeah. Um, It's amazing. And I don't, I feel like I don't ever want it to end, um, but it's it's again it's like first of all nobody gives a shit second of all i, I like i <laughs> i'm just uh it is a it is a release valve it is an outlet for me it is something that I, that i really love uh, mm-hmm. doing also some of you know and and marking marking history i have an incredible record of living through a pandemic you know like uh with yeah. other people talking about it and myself and listening to my own crazy ramblings um so anyway yeah it's kind of cool and and I was I was very struck by your announcement of stopping your podcast so I wanted <laughs> to the opposite yeah, yeah I wanted <laughs> to, I wanted to definitely talk about that too and and yeah. you know and and I listened back to then Todd's uh where he talked about ending his too and and I yeah. just it's it's really Interesting Because you know who else I talked to about this But it was a, a, a good bit ago Was um John Huck Because he stopped mm-hmm. doing his I love John and, Yeah he's great Um And in every instance And I think this is partly why I, I'm like able to And I think you do this too So maybe not But like I I am self contained I don't need anybody else to do this for me Whereas like mm-hmm both Todd and John in those instances instances needed to have somebody do stuff for them to make it happen.
1: A producer, yeah, a yeah. producer
0: and stuff which is fine. Engineering. Um and I could see that being a a, a rate limiting step, right, to mm-hmm. to even getting it done. But um you know, it it's uh, a weekly is a pain in the ass. And the week goes by before you even know the week has gone by Mm -hmm. and you're just like, Oh yeah, I got to do a podcast. And if you're not into doing it at that moment or that week, it's like, why am I doing this? You know? Um, Mm -hmm. so I have devolved my podcast to be, it comes out when I do one. It's great. And, and I, fuck you if you don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, like, but not in a mean way. It's just like, you know, the,
1: this is the product. It this does. Is, th- this is what it
0: does. This is what it does. And this yeah. is what it's going to be. And I don't just want to throw something out. Cause I said, I would do it weekly. I've done that. I did that for the first year. Like I mm-hmm. made that, ac- that like accomplishment, like I'm going to do just to see if I can do it, you know? Um, but, um, it's it's crazy, man. Especially when you are not making like it's not an income stream, right? Right. Like it'd be it'd be different if if it was an income stream and you were deciding to cut that off or uh, move it in a different direction or make it an income stream and there and then it becomes different,
2: you mm-hmm. know.
0: Um. So I don't know. I'd love to hear. I am jabbering. I want to hear about your what's up with you and your your thoughts on since stopping that podcast and um. I definitely want to hear about the taping and how that went. And yeah, that of course. Kind of stuff. So, so what's up? What's up with you, man?
1: <clears throat> well, you're not. You're not blabbering. I'm, I'm enjoying everything that you're saying. And uh, yeah, it is. I, I think it's interesting when you do some I, I, like a lot of thoughts on it, where things do evolve. And I think to your point of being proud of a hundred episodes, it it shows an ability. to, like almost like stick to itiveness and just commitment and being able to make it happen despite, yeah. you know, having a family, having a job doing shit. Like there's just so many COVID, like there's just so much shit, so many ways to not or reasons yeah. not to keep up with it. And yeah. it's interesting. I think when I was younger, I actually, I know for sure when I was younger, I would, ju- I would like bail on something fast way faster than i would now so and i'm probably being a bit hard on myself because keep in mind i started doing stand-up and stuff and doing podcasts when i was like in my early it's like i was like 20 <laughs> you yeah. know so it was like yeah. how uh dependable is a 20 year old but not very yeah. so i think it was almost a i would stick with something longer than was necessary to prove to myself that i could do something for a long yeah. time and yeah. i've done it with a different projects where you know something's really work. like stand-up has like worked out it's working out you know so like yeah that's something that is okay that is a success but yeah. then there'll be and then also what constitutes a success where is it you know, also feeling where we both started doing these podcasts during COVID necessary. And especially in the absence of live performance, this is in a way like we're talking, we would be talking the same way as if we were on the phone together, but this there is a performative as a slight one. Like you do feel a need to, Like, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to be like, Hey, I'll be right back. And then just like, go fuck off for five (laughs)
2: minutes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) um, But I, so I think it's, uh, there's something that I've been working on, which is, and getting older and having more to do both personally and professionally kind of added urgency
2: Mm.
1: or quote unquote urgency to it where, so I did mine for three years and it went through various purposes where it started out as I, I think it started in April, 2020. And then I just, I needed it because I couldn't do stand up. And right. so we were talking about earlier. It's not, it's, it's not, um, this is a horrific analogy. I was trying to think in terms of medicine and I like Percocet <laughs> was the only one that I So it's not, percocet or whatever the other horrible drug like oxycontin it's it's advil you know but like you still need i guess in this situation i'm saying those drugs are good (laughs) which which i don't feel but um or here here, well let's let's do it better it's not um i almost said amnesia what's the shit anesthesia it's not an anesthesiologist Hmm. like pumping something into your veins it's advil but it is still dulling the pain of not performing does that sure, make sense sure. so yeah. yeah it took me a fucking half an hour to get there but yeah. I, i'm just saying, yeah you know I don't, I don't understand why people have so much fucking trouble with opiates i don't understand <laughs> it at all it's it's fine drug um <laughs> but I, I don't actually feel that way so um but yeah so it served that purpose yeah. and i like would have like had a patreon that was not a Meaningful income stream. Sure. It. I didn't lose money. Like I made a slight amount of money on the podcast, but it's right, it's right. money that I would be very uh like it, to part with. That money has really no effect on my life whatsoever. Sure. sure. So um, or and it wouldn't really on anyone. So <laughs> it's not like right. I'm right. I'm yeah. yeah. So um, but it was. So it started off serving that purpose of oh I get to perform. Yeah. And even if it's in your home, like, that helped. And yep. then it was, okay, this lets me... The the format of the podcast is me, like, basically free association improvising for 40 minutes right. where right. no guests generally. Um, yeah. There might have been four guests in three years or something, yeah. including a person I had never met but just a complete stranger uh, yeah. did it <laughs> once, which <laughs> might be the best episode. But so... <laughs> yeah it was a it served a purpose of it was basically is a weird comparison but it was like cardio for my stand-up where it let me to talk for 40 minutes without jokes or without real like like i would come up with things to talk about but it was a very loose thing so when i would go in on stage to do stand-up when i actually had material prepared it was incredibly easy to do a 45 minute hour set because yeah yeah it's talking it's talking but now with actually something to talk about and i could play too because i would treat my mind was kind of trained to free associate improvise so it helped with my live performances and making them different for each show so it served that purpose and then I kind of have, that's a muscle I just have now. So mm-hmm. I didn't really need to practice that in that way. Cause now I can practice it on stage. So right. it was left with, all right, I, we just hit three years with it. We, I just hit three, me and my whole team hit yeah. three years of it. <laughs> and, um, cause to your point, I edit it myself. So, yeah. uh, and I don't book guests where I think these things, conclude faster the more barriers to operating it there are so if you have to schedule an audio engineer to work with you that's now you're doubling the complications of scheduling then you have guests and then you're tripling like like uh, like you have that makes it even more difficult and it's not you don't even now have a rapport with the same guest each sure. week as you would with the uh, audio engineer it's like fuck i have to find a guest i have to see if they're free they yeah. canceled now i have to find someone like there that is a very heavy lift and i didn't even have that lift and yeah. I, I still yeah. stopped doing it so
2: yeah
1: <laughs> i think that it it was something that i was i i enjoyed but <clears throat> it was always going to be a niche audience because it was weird. So yeah. I think what happened is that after the non-financial things stopped being as helpful as they were,
2: right. the
1: it's like, oh, am I making money from this? Or is this going to be something that can take off? And I didn't see it being that. So it's like, yeah. oh, okay, I can now take this time and thought... It's, it's also having it in your head of, yeah, oh, God, I have to do this on Tuesday. It's like, yeah. I would much yeah. rather... Like go on a bike ride or go do stand-up or like work on another, like write this thing, but it was always yeah. that. So now yeah. I'm finding a new because I, I don't want to just like sit on my ass also. It's like, okay, how can I replace this time with right. something that will be more productive and financially um helpful? So yeah. That's kind of how I how I arrived on it.
0: So let me put this to you then. So w- before before the pandemic, um, I still was, even mm-hmm. though I didn't have my own, I was still very bullish on podcast for comics for a lot of the reasons that you stated, which is you get used to talking, whether it's by yourself or with a guest, mm-hmm. uh you know, Bill Burr is always the one I think about is like, he's probably never missed a week on Monday morning podcast. And, and it's just him blathering and it definitely helps his stand up because if you were watching him develop, like we got the chance to do being in Los Angeles and listen to the podcast, you know, things came from the podcast to the stage for sure Mm -hmm. a lot. Right. Um, for sure. And so in that way, even though you don't need it like we did during the, the pandemic, where there was no choice, um, mm-hmm. and it filled that that sort of Advil place of standup. Um, once everything's back, it's still helpful. So, um, a for that muscle, but also b as a platform to reach people that aren't in your locale where you're doing standup mm-hmm. on the on a regular basis get the metrics for where to tour, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm wondering, will there be like, maybe not Blake's takes, but like you would be excellent other than the burden of doing it in that style of just having that platform for yourself. The guests is a whole other nightmare. I mean, A, you know how this town is. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, I think... I have friends that are comics, but at the same time, it's just like, why are they going to talk to me at this point? I have nothing to offer. I don't even have a show anymore <laughs> to offer them a spot on, but, um, you know, thank God I have started it where I could just do me if I was alone or have a guest. So I already established mm-hmm. that my format is it's whatever the hell it's going to be, which is great. Um, That's amazing. but, but the guests are hard to nail down. And, um, it's a pain in the ass. But so what I'm saying is like, I feel like eventually you probably will have another podcast Mm -hmm. because there's nothing else like it. And and it's not like you're going to have a TV show necessarily, or you're going to, but like it feels like a natural extension to being a a performer when it doesn't need to be a burden and it Mm -hmm. can usually just be an asset kind of is how I think about it. Like, yeah, you know, like you could, you don't have to stop. You could put one out. You could put one out next month just because you said you were going to stop. Who gives a shit? You're crazy. Right. Just put one out. Like, you know, so you have that platform. It's not like you're going to rip it down and never to exist again. But that plus the live podcast thing, I think is really interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, what every comic should aspire to do is have their platform, so it's there when they want to use it, and use it at your discretion. And we've all kind of taken this tack since COVID, of like, yeah, things are different. I'm going to do it this way, and there's no rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is I fun. love that. So it's
1: fun. It's freeing. It's 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 also pr- like it lets you be who you. Like do what you do, rather than yeah. trying to, because it, it's hard enough to succeed at doing what, what you, who you are, doing something that like exemplifies you and what you're comfortable with, and like yeah. you know shows off your skill set, and then when you try to emulate something else just because it exists and it's out there. It's like, well, you're fucked because it's hard enough to do the thing when all, when all the ducks are in a row and now you're shaking up the, the duck bag over there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) The old duck bag. But it sounds like the most filthy term I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, But, Uh, i i'm with you and i not doing that po- i want to do a po- i love podcasts i i think i listen to podcasts like a mentally ill person i listen yeah. to them they're on constantly Same. literally like just hours yeah. each day there's not and enough time
0: in the day for me i my cue yeah, yeah. of what i want to listen to is insane mm-hmm. yeah
1: I, i've never heard someone every time people go like oh my god that podcast it's so long it's like who gives it She's like what well, then finish listening to it tomorrow You don't have to listen to, but you don't have to start it over again. Do you not know how this, this thing works? (laughs) So it's, you can just press pause on your thing and then revisit it right where you left off. So yeah, yeah, I, I I love it. It's, it's interesting talking, uh, talking about myself in this way is like like self introspection and trying to almost being your own producer where it's like, what puts you, what puts this the quote unquote talent in a best position. And yeah. I'm talking about myself here, but I think the next thing I, I will for sure do another podcast, the, the meat it's my probably like other than stand up and it's, it's close my favorite way to, to consume, you know, comedy and, and yeah, also yeah. sports and like literally anything. So yeah. I f- realize that a skill of mine that I need, that I don't get to show off much is like playing off another person and kind yeah. of going back and forth. And the, I think the next thing is going to be not having a guest necessarily, but have a co host hmm. and someone that I have a r- rapport with and like, you know, can play well with. And then, yeah, yeah, you know, I have, I have somebody, I think it will hopefully, or it might be a sports podcast where you know, one, if you can get the scheduling down, that's the yeah. worst part. Yeah. If you that's can it. get that down, it's, it, it it'll like fly. <clears throat> it'll fly by. Cause, because, you know, conceivably it's half the work of you just talking by yourself. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think that's, I, I've been batting around some ideas and that seems to be, uh, what the, the next one is going to be. So, yeah. but I'll keep you updated with it where,
2: yeah. you know,
1: I love sports. Like I have my comedy platform also, but, it's I, I think speaking about sports in a comedic way is yeah. it's just too, you're getting down the inverted pyramid of interests, Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. uh, and, and podcasts are the are perfect for more niche yeah. interest. Not that like, you know, comedy and I'm not p- pitching like, uh, <laughs> like a cooking and nuclear engineering <laughs> podcast. It's these are two <laughs> large topics, but it's, it's something that I think I could do. And, yeah it's to to kind of what I was saying earlier, it's, Oh, you have to prioritize various projects that you think are more than others that you think are going to be successful. And I think that has a chance to be fulfilling and like emotionally and also financially more so than me, uh, uh, losing my mind in in a microphone for 40 minutes alone. But then then maybe that'll come back at some point. Who knows? But yeah, Yeah. it doesn't seem like a way to build an audience.
0: (laughs) right,
1: right, right <laughs> it it gives the existing audience it, i I'm saying I, I laughed at that because it's uh it was it was funny, but it is you're not going to bring more people in no. like it's people listened who are all right who enjoy what I do, yeah. and but I'm at a point where I need to expand that in a natural yeah. way, like I'm not going to start well, having
0: a podcast yeah. is not unique anymore, like it, it, yeah. there's so much out there that to expect you're going to get organically found is probably z- close to zero. Right? Yes. Yes. But when you're found doing the other things, mm-hmm. people go, oh, shit, there's, wow, there's a 100 episodes. Cool. Like, yeah, I can go back and revisit, right? So, um, or the way I've seen it when I look at, like, the metrics is when I have a comic on and something happens with that comic, mm-hmm. it go it the The episodes get downloaded, so they're timeless. Yeah, and it's it like that. I think is really cool. So it's almost like you have to do it because you're building a body of work, not expecting anything to ever come from it. Mm-hmm. And it has to be fun, and it has to be worth your while to do. And if there were other barriers, like if I had to go to a studio, if I had to pay somebody to rec- to edit it, if I had to pay somebody to, to host right. it, and all that shit, that started to happen around this where people were building, oh, I'm going to have my own network and you can be part of my network and come. It's just like, dude, no. <laughs> like that, that's not going to happen. You know, I, I I could see putting it, but this, the way I'm doing it, I think, is just like, this is no cost. This is basically for my art, my artistic endeavor right now is mm-hmm. this, this is it. So the medium is what it is. and And I like it. And I, yeah, you know, so I'm sad that yours is ending, but I'm looking forward to whatever it is that comes later, which you'll revisit in a different way. So it's just, it's it's really cool.
1: Yeah, thank, thank you. And it's, you brought up Todd uh, concluding his podcast where we both, the, the thing that made me, Todd is, uh, has, has a much, 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 much higher profile than I do. And uh, I was laughing that, I had yet to announce mine and then he ends his, which has been going on for like 13 years and has been almost more than anything else that has moved my career along. Yeah. One of the most uh, influential things on me period, both as a comic and as a comedy fan. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, I haven't really like it's, I'm I'm not like going to get emotional, but like I did feel a pang of emotion where I'm like, Oh shit, I haven't actually thought too much about this yet, but it was just such an incredible where it was speaking of you fucking unique and a way to show off a comedian's voice like nothing showed off todd's voice more than that podcast and yeah it it was almost like you go into like comedy pretend world and it, it was very it started off at the on the I'm of course like now talking about another comedian's podcast way more than my own. <laughs> it's like I'm going to miss that one. It's like, yeah. fuck mine. Um, but he, uh, had, it started off where, so when I moved to LA, I, I hope this was interesting, but I was like 21 or 22 and I had known Todd, uh, from when he would come to Philly and we become yeah. like friendly. He became like a, 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 f- a friend slash mentor, like a, a, f- Like, we weren't close, but it's, like, he was, like, very supportive and helpful comedy advice, blah, blah, blah. And then I remember listening to his podcast with, like, Gary Goleman on it, and they were being silly and doing bits. And it was above, it was in a vintage car dealers, like, uh, dealership. And it looked out over all these classic cars and just, like, picturing it, it was it was almost like the gold rush of like, I'm going to find some gold. Like I'm going to go out West and and get some comedy gold from Todd's podcast. And I got there and it was just so much fun. It was just, even when they didn't have like guests, it would just be Todd and he would call them quote unquote family shows where it was just a bunch of us. And it was the hardest I've, I've like would ever laugh in my life. It was so much Mm -hmm. fun. And then getting to know Rory Scovel through there and, uh, yeah. So I, I used to get to know comics that I that were heroes of mine, where mm-hmm. like Norm Macdonald did it, and Sarah Silverman, and you know uh, Gary Goleman. So yeah. to be able to be around those people, it, it was unfucking believable, yeah. and also for him, it was massively helpful where you don't really get you talking about just the way it shows off a comedian's voice, a podcast. You didn't get an idea of who Todd was and what made him so funny just on stage at that time in his career. He's now mastered that and found a way to show it off. But he before and this is a guy who was a massively successful stand-up comedian had not figured out how to show how funny he was on stage you know like that's how funny he is where it's like hey you're getting like 40 percent of todd glass here and he's still you know uh incredibly successful but then he figured it out i think in part in major part due to that podcast and yeah he then moved the studio into his backyard. So yeah, like, I remember that. then we're yeah. talking about barriers of entry. So it's yeah. like, okay, now he doesn't need to drive there,
2: right. but
1: people still need to come and he still needs to, you know, do, um, wrangle schedules and whatnot. Yep. So yeah, yeah. For, for him to have done that for that long in that unique of a way, like that's another, I mean, Jesus Christ, 13 years or whatever, 12, yeah. whatever it was. But yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, an incredible, incredible thing.
0: Yeah, it's a weird little, like, I don't know if it's a mental illness or what, but, like, I I prided myself on never missing a Comedy Ahoy in five years. That means for mm-hmm. five years, one Friday every month, I was there. Yeah. Like, I even... There were times when I... The closest I ever came was I came in during the headliner. Like... I, I was I had to fly home from somewhere, and I landed uh-huh. and raced there and showed up in time for the headliner. It counts. But never missed one. Like, um, yeah, there's that milestone thing. And Todd, I mean, listening to him talk about it, like, that's where I was like, damn, I wish Todd uh, didn't have any barriers of entry, right? Like, mm-hmm. to... M- like if it could just be auto-produced for him and, and uploaded, like if he could just yes. go record it and then it happened, he probably wouldn't stop, right? Yeah, But, yeah. uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, he, and it's funny because I knew of Todd, mm-hmm. but listening to his podcast solidified how just, what a master he is and just how yeah. funny. Um, So, yeah, it's... And I do think that podcasts, the medium, the long-form medium, is the best thing next to live performance Mm -hmm. for not just for comedy, though, but, like, for everything. This is an incredible revolution that even though it feels like everybody has a podcast and there's too many of them, they're not all great. And... Yeah, they're not all useful, but like when you take, when you take a look at like getting to know a comedian, really getting in and, and becoming a true fan of, of a comedian, that's the only way to do it. If you look at uh lecture and science and like learning something, mm-hmm. there is no, nothing better. If you want like debate and like detailed, long conversations it's our way out of being a dumb species is the way I, I, I look at it. I love it. That. Because you, you have to talk about some things for a long time to get to a point, to understand mm-hmm. it truly, to hear from people and understand that they're an expert. They're not an expert in three minutes on a CNN clip, but actually they can talk about it for two hours in depth and get questioned yeah. and really answered. That's huge. And the way you consume it is so different than every other medium, which is you don't need to be watching it. You don't need to be paying attention. You could be driving a truck. You could be, you know, Mm -hmm. doing your laundry. You could be gardening. You could be walking. I mean, shit. If every person walked for two hours a day while listening to a podcast that was useful, we would have a completely different society. So, like, that's where I, I kind of am, like, really still, like, This has to exist, not necessarily mine. I'm not saying I'm contributing to the world in that way. I'm just saying, like, this is good for people to have at their disposal. And really, I I think, as important as comedy itself to shine a light on the ridiculousness of existence. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if comics, comics are still the voice of reason amid some chaos, of you know, some of them, yeah, you know, Um so it, it's really interesting, I, um yeah, I don't know, not to, you know, blow smoke up both of our own asses, but it's just like, Please. I think this is a really important thing that not everybody can do, but more people should, if they can, they should, is kind of like where I'm at, like, if you can do it, yeah. and you can contribute, you, you really should, I think, uh, you know, and you and I both know, most people don't go to comedy shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like as popular as it is right now, people still don't go. Maybe you go once a year. Maybe. Yeah. You know, like every show you got people, oh, I've never been to a show before. It's like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, It's true. That's insane. You know, like I have levity right down the street for me, mm-hmm. you know, do I go that much? No, but I've been a bunch yeah, you know, but they're not sold out every night. You know what I mean? Like, it's a different, it's a night out, and actually, going to a proper comedy club is fairly expensive night out with the drink minimums and the tickets and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it's really
1: expensive, yeah, like a traditional comedy club is.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're in for you know at least two hundred bucks probably, right, with tickets and drinks. Like,
1: yeah, you know, and all, that's all without even for... babysitters, and you know, it's right. Um. Yeah no i'm i'm with you and and it's also the the, there's so many argument is always so stupid to me where it's no one ever goes god there's so many fucking tv shows there should be no more tv shows it's it's crazy
0: three channels
1: yeah it's no one says that so it's oh then just don't no one's forcing you to listen to them and i know that's that's such a almost like a hack thing to say but it's you know you get to choose what you do (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. Like (laughs) you don't have to just don't listen to them. It's not a. It's not a problem. It's really not a problem. And I think I don't know. I've I've, I don't know if I've even said that. I may have said this to you on here, but I do believe that the whole reason, the only reason why stand up is so popular now and for the past few years, like when it went through that boom, way more than Netflix. It's like I think it's Mark Maron's podcast really is what turned it around and podcasting in general because yeah. kind of like what we said with t- like people knew musicians were fucked up and interesting to hear them yeah. talk about and or yeah, hear yeah. to hear them talk but there was no there was a behind the music there was no behind the comedy you know right, so yeah,
0: right 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 yeah
1: then being able to hear these oh shit, this is a demographic of people that we really don't know much about and hearing how weird they look at the world or it's not just material, it's how comedians speak is very funny. Like you might not even the way that you said not all podcasts are useful is a very funny, like it's true, but it's a very funny way that you said it where it's, it's, it's not, you could say like, Oh, you know, they may not be worth your time. That's not funny, but you said useful, which is very, very, very funny. So like (laughs) it is just the way you talk. And it's, it's a thing that we don't realize because it's how we speak. But when I was getting ready to film that special, my friend, Cy who directed it would point out things to me where he goes, Hey, like, so, you know, I'm like, Oh God, like I got to cut this or I got to put this there. He goes, yeah, just the way you speak is like, it's weird. It's weird and good for what you're doing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just stuff that we, we wouldn't really pick up on because it's kind of like a one-to-one like weirdo back and forth. But then when you bring in a normal person, it's they're like, (laughs) no, that's strange. Like that's strange. And it's, it's almost like having an accent where in your town where you have the accent, everybody has the accent and you're like, I don't have an accent. And then you go somewhere else and they go, why are you fucking talking like that? You have an accent. I guess I do over here. So yeah, yeah, I think podcasts have showed that off about standups in in a way that nothing else possibly could.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I, I think the, um, yeah I mean, 100 percent it, it, it's that that behind the music thing is really interesting. I never thought about that before. Thank you because because can you imagine because <laughs> how cool would it have been maybe maybe not, but I feel like it would have been really cool to have like if Carlin had a podcast
1: Oh, yeah, of course. you yeah. know what I
0: mean like if you could because his material that you saw generally Mm -hmm. was well scripted and rehearsed and even though it didn't sound like it and he performed it like he was just coming off the top that was an essay he memorized and performed Right,
1: very tight very uh, methodically Yeah, but he had
0: to think of that shit and work Mm -hmm. through it and you know it's not like seeing a show where he's kind of working on it it's more like hearing his thought process and anytime you see him interviewed you know from those old Old mm-hmm. videos of him being interviewed You're like Jesus Christ. Like the dude was so deep and so thoughtful And You know that is a whole other layer That uh, w- Didn't exist Yeah You know they got five it minutes sucks. on The Tonight Show To riff about something And it, usually that sounded kind of scripted most of the time Yeah Like you know it still does when people do those those shows Like uh, So it, Gary I Shandling, is,
1: like, what if he oh had god. one? Like, that would have been yeah. so cool, you know. Like, there's so many minds where it's like, oh god, we only get a little bit,
0: yeah, of them, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, we beat that horse to death. Podcast someday, <laughs> That's we'll my it favorite.
1: It's my favorite topic. <laughs> I That's would have so kept fun.
0: It's like, That's thank, so
1: fun. thank you for hosting the show, and <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, I want to talk about <laughs> video podcasts. Um, yeah, Ugh.
0: I had, I had a whole. <laughs> I have a whole theory on all of that. Like Mm -hmm. I'm actually like studying it is too much of a, is too deep to say, but like I am definitely watching this stuff develop and looking at it and analyzing it and thinking about it, like the way it's evolving. And, you know, it's really interesting, especially on the video side, when you start to look at the metrics that are on the back end of that Mm -hmm. and, and think of the, the, the decisions that people make. Right. So like a video podcast, it seems like it'd be a good idea to have a video podcast because YouTube has so much track traction on podcasts. But then you're like, but is everybody watching a two shot of people talk for three hours? No, they're just playing it through YouTube. Mm -hmm. So, and then if, if you make a show, like, it's like, I don't know. It's just really interesting. Like you got to kind of dig into the metrics and look at it and be like, what is actually happening is, yeah, are, you know, um, are people just consuming long form content and it's on your phone. We talked about this a couple of years ago when I was talking about like that pitch for, for a, a, a show, you know, that, that business plan thing. It's just like,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: it's the phone, it's the mobile consumption. Now, we don't have enough information to stratify. Like, is somebody staring at their phone on the bus watching the video right. or is it in their pocket playing through YouTube and the video doesn't matter? You know, like, and,
1: and for the listeners, Matt invented Quibi and it did not work <laughs> out. Uh, but this is, this is what we're <laughs> talking about right now is uh, the, the horrific <laughs> money suck to be completely honest.
0: No, no, no I, I, to, I know what you're talking about. I didn't have to pay. I didn't have to lose any money. Quibi <laughs> tested my idea for me and, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would argue they fucked up the they fucked up the the implementation. Uh Oh
1: god, yes. Oh, I was I was, I was just saying something ridiculous, <laughs> but I I I completely agree. Yeah.
0: But it it's um I don't yeah, it's it's really interesting. And then I've been watching um I don't know if you if you've been watching a lot of the um the specials lately. Uh that mm-hmm. have been coming out. There's been a a good number of of comedy specials come out came out recently. Um and I everywhere I, I
1: just, on on everything like on everything. produced by everything yeah
0: yeah yeah um and I, I think we're just in a in a we're just starting to see the fruits of a very depressing three years yeah that's the delay right so yeah the movies that are coming out now are the result that's interesting. of. What people created while we were in the midst of that Like I don't know if you saw the Banshees of Inishirin Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What what a depressing movie Like it was great and all
1: but Oh it was, it was so depressing yeah.
0: But yeah. it was just like Jesus Christ man Like he, <laughs> Like It was so depressing that I wished that the dude that cut his fingers off Had stayed in the house when it burned down That would have been more satisfying to me
1: at least the other guy doesn't have to. It <laughs> doesn't have to deal with this anymore. You know, it's like, like I wish he died in the house too. I wish they uh, both died in the house. Like, at least it would have been. At least uh, Colin Farrell's character would have been able to die with his friend. You know, like that's but, better than what the hell he had to deal with.
0: Oh my God! So, but so like that's an example, and like and, and like the the specials that are coming out because it takes so long to develop material that's special <laughs> mm-hmm. worthy we're just seeing stuff that was developed during the pandemic. And it's just like, I don't know, man, like this is different. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the, the, it's not, it doesn't feel like an evolution of like from eighties comedy to, to like modern comedy. It feels like, uh, like a point in time where comedy is really strange right now. Like the topics, all these people with the weird brains that come up with comedy, this is what they'd been working on. And it is, uh, I don't, I don't it's know different. how to describe it. Yeah. It's different. Like, it's just like
1: tonally, it's a different color. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, um, Sebastian's special. I thought I, I, I was like, really like, wow, I, I didn't like that. And, um, you know why is everybody so focused on trans people right now and and mm-hmm. like just weird stuff man weird and and i i want to get back to silly and funny and I, like although i have to say my favorite special to come out in the last year or two is mark maron's
1: i was going to actually yeah say that like yeah it was amazing the way amazing it was-
0: yeah. amazing because he's always been that way and now That's so
1: funny it's not like he've got he's actually more cheerful than he's ever
0: been <laughs> yeah he had the he had the world destroying event he's <clears throat> been predicting was gonna happen yeah. and he got to live through it like yeah he's like yeah he's like I, I i don't think anything's gonna get better like that is like uh so good. Yeah. Um,
1: and so well shot. My uh friend Stephen yeah. Fine Arts directed that and it looked yeah. like it, it just looked, it looked as great as Marin's material was in it, yeah. which is yeah. very difficult a- and also tonally represents it too. You know, like it was, yeah. you couldn't see the audience was like completely in the dark. There was that cool background and, yeah, you know, I mean, Christ, like Marin went through like the worst thing a person could possibly go through during COVID, like losing yeah. his you know his uh his girlfriend so yeah it was it was and how he handled it i thought was like perfect with the the joke i thought was perfect and got a fucking high wire act that is and you know he pulled it off so yeah i'm with you i i I didn't see sebastian's um i haven't watched the final uh special yet i saw him do it live but it was not it, he was not filming that one. I think it was like halfway through his tour. So okay. I would love to see, and it was amazing when I saw it live, but I would love to see like how he even tightened that, which I'm sure he yeah. did. So I
0: watched, I watched about a half hour of it. I haven't finished mm-hmm. it yet. It's, it's, it's Mulaney. It's good, but it's like, yeah, um, it's darker Mulaney. It's darker speaking Mulaney. of what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's his take on what just happened. Mm -hmm. basically, which is cool. And that's good, but it's different because before it was just good comedy.
1: Right. Right.
0: And, and maybe that's where we're going is, and maybe that's because of podcasts is like, no, this is the person. This is the, it has evolved to, you're going to hear my thing. Um, but I feel like maybe the, the Carlin-esque lessons Mm-hmm. That usually are the hallmark of what my favorite kind of comedy is, or or pure silly. Neither of those are there right now. I'm I'm not always seeing them, except with with Marins. Um, you know, what do you learn from Mulaney unless you have an opioid problem and go to rehab? Out of that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's you- rough. It's a picture of a life, and it's a very well-presented one, but it's just like... Mm. I just went through a pandemic. I need something silly. Yeah. I need to get a life lesson. And, uh, uh, it, it's not filling that for me right now. And I think it's just, it's a result of, we all had this crazy thing and we're seeing it bear out. Um, mm-hmm. and it's one of the reasons I can't wait to see your special because you had a special during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Audio, mm-hmm. right. Your record, your, your record came out, you know? Yes. Um,
1: which in hindsight you, probably isn't the best time to record an audio album when you can't fill <laughs> an all legally fill an audience with people laughing, but hindsight <laughs> is 2020. <laughs> and so is but, COVID COVID started in 2020.
0: The vi- <laughs> hindsight like COVID <laughs> is 2020. <laughs> the visuals of it are really cool. It was, it was great though. Like it, be, and what I'm complimenting you in a very Thank you. roundabout way, which is, you are just pure funny and joy and ridiculousness which is one of my Thank favorite you, things uh of your material um and you know i think it's it's uh i don't know man it's just it's just weird weird times right now seeing all of this play out and watching it from from sort of the outside and like i have friends who who you know parents on the soccer team and stuff like that. And lo- like a lot of fans of comedy that, mm-hmm. you know, like I went to see Nate Bargatze he's fantastic. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's like the evolution of this art form is so interesting to me. And I, I, I cannot, I guess I want the pandemic to be more ancient history than it, Is and I can't wait till that is more in the rear view because even if people aren't talking about the pandemic specifically in their material, it has Mm -hmm. colored all the material, I guess is my point.
1: Yeah, that's come out
0: since, you know,
1: that's interesting. No, I I think, and and it's, there's two things there. It's, it's a really hard, it's a really interesting thing that you just said where it's, you don't want to leave. It's which, which one do you do? Like, you don't want to leave covid and then just be like skipping around like anyway i uh <laughs> my golden retriever puppy shit the yeah. the carpet you know like and and meanwhile like you, you're blood pouring out of your face metaphorically and it's like isn't yeah. this crazy I about my computer and it's like sir you're bleed like you're bleeding right now why are you not acknowledging what the fuck just happened like are yeah. were you in a fight but i think now we're at a point where it is not like no one wants to fucking hear about it anymore and yeah. um I had tried and I I, <clears throat> I had talked about this like years ago like when I was when I tried to film the special myself and it didn't work out because of like various technical issues camera issues also now realizing how much work I put into my attention to detail in my own act for this yeah. one, like the, yeah. an insane amount of like running the goddamn jokes over and over and over again and taking yeah. notes from, you know, this person that I like probably the one person on earth I actually like have entrusted notes with like in a, in that because it is a very deeply like my material is very, it's, it's, it's personal, not in a way of I'm telling deep, dark secrets about my life, but it's, it's all my personal, personality really so right right i i intuitively know that if someone doesn't like a joke of mine it's they don't like the joke but in my like it's very easy mentally to say oh well you don't like me because that joke is what i am you know like which again not real life but it is it's an easy thing for my mind to do so with that first one i'm glad i'm so glad i didn't release it and right. i thought about releasing it because i'm like i need to put some fuel on my career like i need to get more video out there. i don't have a lot of good video of myself at all and uh, or not like enough that like is like commensurate with like how long i've been doing it for and how much material i have so yeah uh i got great advice not to release it and then this one i look back on it and i'm like uh, the one that I just shot in late February, I was like, Jesus, this is a, uh, I'm, I really like who this comedian is. And yeah, yeah, it,
2: yeah.
1: I was like, it just could not be more proud and fucking lucked into an amazing. The, the first, so we shot two shows and the first night was the best set I've ever had in my life. And they oh, like great. filmed it. So, yeah, but yeah. to get back to, to, to finish that previous thought, God forbid, is to finish a previous thought for the first time in uh 34 years i a lot of the stuff from that previous because it was from the first time i tried to film it it was november 2021 and okay. there was like a lull in between variants yeah. so i was able to yeah. get it in but yeah. a lot of it was i mean because you're in it it's oh yeah you know like we're just getting outside again you know like it's a thing where in a vacuum it's like what the where were why were you inside <laughs> like, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. talking about and yeah. but yeah. it was all contextual in that way and talking about you know like uh my wife like you know hoarding toilet paper by accident right. and right. It's stuff like that which people now now i posted that i didn't do that clip on this on this special or i didn't right. do that joke but i posted it on like fucking Instagram, and it has like more views than anything I've ever yeah. put out on Instagram. So it's like, yeah. do people want to see it? Do they not want to see it? Is it the algorithm? Who the fuck knows? But I am glad that this is a now. It's not a COVID special.
2: Yeah.
1: It's just a. This is. It's just out. There. You know. It, it's just a yeah. special. So
0: yeah. Yeah. What What is uh? So let's let's talk about that a little bit. What um? Yes. You shot two nights. Yes. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. Where are you now in the process? Like, what's what's happening with it? And you know, tell me, wh- remind me where you shot it.
1: Uh, we shot it at Go Bananas in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, this comedy club that's been around for forever and has a a name that is is still trying to say, but um, it is. It's funny. I'm so numb to it at this point, <laughs> where it's like it's like f- there's a comedy club in burbank called flappers comedy club and oh, yeah, it's like yeah. do you want is this is what you want the business to be called you want it to <laughs> this is the motif <laughs> and it's an amazing club it is a yeah, physically yeah. like borderline perfect like physical like comedy flappers? club
0: yeah but like yeah they got two rooms wa- yeah it's nice
1: Two great rooms, and like they have access to like the greatest comedians in the world, and it's like you're gonna make your waitstaff wear like fishnet stockings and like red fedoras. Wait, what the fuck are you doing? Like what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Like, it's crazy. It's like it's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. I don't even know how. Like go- oh right, go banana. So um, shot it there and. It's like this legendary comedy club.
0: But you have to say, hey, do you want to go to Go banana?
1: You want to go... Literally, grammatically, it's odd. Yeah, it's difficult. Ignore the phrase. Where do you want to go? Go Bananas? Yeah. Go, 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 go. It's like, do you have a... Are you nervous? Go Bananas? Go, 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 go Bananas. So, have you gone nuts? Is this a euphemism for your impending insanity?
0: Kinda. And as a comic, you really don't, you want the people to laugh, but you don't want them to go bananas during your no, show. No, it was like, like, like
1: chill out. How did how, the set go? Uh, like 30% of the audience was wheeled out in straight jackets afterwards. They, they went bananas. And they were, <laughs> yes, they went completely bananas. <laughs> it was <laughs>
0: terminally. <laughs> oh. but, okay, so you shot it at Go Go Bananas. A shout out to go
1: bananas i i went to i went to go bananas and yeah it went like because you think about just so many things can go wrong when you're shooting something and also something of this where this one i did with a company called 800 pound gorilla yeah, who they're doing a lot they, of cool
0: stuff lately i've noticed
1: They've been yeah to your point like uh, they've released a lot of really cool specials recently where they yeah. uh, Nate Bargatze they did one with um, mm-hmm. with him he's been producing some for them and then like Kyle canane just did his with them uh, with with yep. them and uh, Kelsey Cook so like a lot of great comics and I would not so the good thing about having shot that one that did not work the one that I shot in twenty twenty one is mm-hmm. that. I did, there was something there where my friend Cy who directed it was able to be like, oh, okay. If with a little bit of polish, this can be a great thing. Yeah. And they, he got me in touch with 800 pound and <clears throat> they were amazing. Cause like they've, yeah. like you said, they've been doing a ton of these. They, they you know, like they know what yeah. they're doing and Uh, there was, we like farmed out the crew to this company called four by three comedy, which is located in Cincinnati and they've been doing a ton. So like it was a cool combination of like production companies, but then also I was ready. Like I ran the shit out of this, like in, yeah boston asheville like raleigh burlington vermont philly yeah. new york like just all these goddamn places and
2: yeah
1: and, and it was great and minneapolis like i flew to minneapolis for a night and like yeah. fucking winter and then came back you know like it was i really really
2: yeah
1: uh put in the work that it needed and i wasn't yeah. able to do that with the previous one because it was like oh i i don't want to get COVID because that was the right, biggest right, thing right. it was I don't want to get COVID before it happens. So it's like, I'm, I'm shot. I got all, all my shots, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, what do you do? Like, what do you really do? Like, you can't yeah. stop it if you're doing anything. So yeah. that was the issue with the previous one was I was so nervous about getting COVID at that time. Mm-hmm. Again, very different times, 2021 yeah. versus 2023, but yeah. I didn't want to get it. And then, cause also it was all my money. You know, right, but right. even then, I actually felt more pressure with this one because, of course, I would ra- I would much rather incon yeah exactly I would rather inconvenience or fuck myself than someone yeah. else. So it and everything, and I'm like, oh, are people gonna come? Because I've never performed in Ohio before. I've oh, wow. it's not one of my cities or like a fucking yeah, let alone city a state. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was a risk, and. It was a big risk.
0: What but, made you pick it then?
1: So my friend, Cy was, who was directing it and kind of like quarterback, this thing, uh, is located there. And oh. at the time he was dealing with like some health stuff. So he couldn't really like travel. So, gotcha. um, and he's a, an amazing comedian who's now getting back into it and is like talking about people who like experience, like he took off for, like four years, five years. Mm-hmm. Cause he was dealing with all this shit and now he's back yeah. and it's like, Oh my God, this guy's out with a vengeance, you know? Like he's, yeah, I mean, yeah, so yeah. Siam is in his name. Like just, yeah, he'll be doing a special at some point soon and it's, it'll be amazing. But nice. He was based there and also they would headline me for like a whole okay. weekend. So like we weren't only, we taped two shows, but I did six the right, whole right. week and like, I have people who enjoy my stuff, but I, I'm not a massive... It's not like, oh, Blake Wexler's here, and then the whole town's going to come out, you know? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we ended up for... We limited seating, but like we got like 150 per show, yeah. like because we yeah. limited seating because of the cameras took up so much yeah. space. So um, yeah, for all intents and purposes, for our purposes, it was sold out. And yeah, um, yeah it went That's great. Awesome. Like, the first crowd was like so good like they were it it was crazy they were they were amazing and that let me for the next night so it's like all right we have it we have the special play yeah and then and i did and like there's some goofy shit that like went in there of like it's like really silly. We like, it's just the second night was so silly and a lot of the silliness is like, I, there's just, we can't do anything with this, but, um, like, I, I, I like, Oh, I suck off the mic stand, you know, like, which is like not a thing that you can put in. It was just like made no sense. So just in one of these riff fucking modes, but yeah, it was, it went great and they shot it really well. And, um, I'm proud of the material in it. Like, this is very inside baseball, but when I was running it at these various clubs and stuff, like it was doing well, obviously if it wasn't doing well, I'd be like, Oh, well fuck, we can't record this, but it was timing out to like 42 minutes and the cut is about 53 minutes. So there's Hmm. almost 11 extra minutes of just laughs in it, which is crazy, like, which is crazy. So, um, spread across obviously like an hour but <clears throat> yeah it's I yeah I love it. like I really love it and I'm psyched about it and
0: just loop people laughing for the last seven minutes and round out to an hour just, no <laughs> jokes, just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like filmed in a hospital <laughs>
0: just like <laughs> thank you thank you I, uh, yes thank you thank,
1: thank you. you stop stop <laughs> laughing at me like it just like goes the opposite like leave me
2: alone <laughs>
1: i'm in my car um you can still hear them yeah yeah exactly 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 it's um uh, but yeah no it, it, it's funny like to to glowing it's not quote-unquote cool to talk about like to be glowing about something and like about how well yeah. something went but there is you know you you put that up against the hundreds and hundreds of times that Something like this has gone so poorly for whatever fucking reason. And it's, yeah, I'm really, really psyched about it. So, To answer your question, where are we in the process? We're currently trying to acquire the rights to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack to have that in the back. (laughs) No. Um, And and it's not it's been a tedious negotiation (laughs) with, um, I almost said, Peter King, who is the Monday Morning Quarterback writer. Yeah. Who? uh, JJ Parkinson. Yeah, whoever. And so we um, yeah, so we, I, I saw the second cut and now we're trying to figure out how to start it where Mm -hmm. there's i I won't say like what what our decision is because i honestly don't know yet but there's the thinking is so like there's a ton of applause at the beginning where the crowd was like very hot very well warmed up and they were psyched to be a part of a comedy special which is amazing and then i get into the joke first joke at like 30 seconds and there's some exposition to the first joke, a lot of setup. And then when it really gets funny, we're like a minute and a half in. So there's, when you're a little boy and you're thinking about your comedy special, you want all the applause. You want all that. Like it's, you want it to feel special and cool, but then there's also a line of thought of, Oh, this is people's attentions. Attention spans are short as ever. And I am like I want the barrier of entry to the special to be minimal because a lot of hopefully the people watching it have never fucking seen me before. So it's like, do is is there a way to start it sooner? Um Hmm. and then they're like, Oh, cool, Blake's funny. Let's see the rest of it. And then they get to see like more silly shit and like more applause and what's and then like later. So there's
0: it's an interesting yeah, like, where are they going to see it, right? So, like, if you think about it, like, mm-hmm. if I've never heard of you... Yes. ...and you show up on the Netflix queue... Right. ...it's going to loop a clip. Mm-hmm. Now, that clip can be in the middle of the special. Yes. Yeah, right? yeah for sure. So, when I press play, mm-hmm. how much leeway do I give you before I turn it off? Exactly. Is the, is the thing you're trying to figure out. I was like, oh, that... I like that joke. Let's watch it, and if in the first three minutes I'm not in, mm-hmm. right? Like, I guess is where where you're going. Like,
1: yes, and because I remember comedy no specials
0: would have like a big, like almost like a story mm-hmm. before the show where the a you know, skit, yeah, like, like a sketch, like a skit, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we're not doing uh, that, yeah, for sure. Not doing a, sk- yeah,
0: walking down the street to. I think Ray Romano did one where he mm-hmm. walked in between clubs in New York and but that's yeah. Ray Romano like, um, exactly. So yeah, that's, that's really interesting. That's really interesting.
1: And I okay. love that. Like Continue. I love the Ray. like I know the Ray Romano, especially you are talking like, I love that. I even love like some weird sketches like before, like everyone's like, I do love that, but it is. Dangerfield field in- used to
0: have that all the time. Like he'd be in an yes. apartment with his, with somebody. And like, they're, I, I can remember like, uh, like, In a hot tub with a person in like a monkey costume, and like all (laughs) this, like, I gotta get out of here and go do my set, Uh, you know, like kind of shit. It's just like a fake setup to going Mm -hmm. in to do comedy.
1: Um, And it's also, you can overthink this to death, which I am, where it's like, (laughs) it does work where you said it's Ray Romano, where it's like, I wanna see whatever Ray Romano is doing. You know, it gets like, I just want to see it. Oh, it's a sketch. Great. I, I can't wait to see the stand up afterwards. I also am enjoying this, where I think in, in a vacuum, when you're turning on a stand up special, you're going to see, you want to see stand up theoretically. And then yeah. to put a sketch in front of it is, even if it's great and very, very funny, it's, oh, this is a different product than the one right. I went shopping for. Right. And I. I think what I'm trying to do with this or I mean, it's probably clear where I'm leaning with this at this point, but like I would like a way to let's, let's cut out any like, I don't think I'm basically trying to get to, to buy myself time, you know, like where it's like, all right, if you enjoy, let's get to the first laugh and then you're either in or you're out. But it's like, I want to, I want to get them there if that makes sense. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah, you'll get it within the first 45 seconds of watching it. And then it's like, I want people to be like, all right, I'm in. And then they get to see the more, the longer, you know, goofier shit. And not that the first joke's not goofy. Like I, it's still me, but it's an interesting, it's something I haven't really thought of. And then in my mind, if I do end up doing that, that then hopefully will elevate my status as a comic to the point where the next one we can do something weird where I, yeah. my, 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 the thing that I want to do more in the entire, I'll just say, if someone takes it, fuck like who gives a shit. Yeah. But
2: yeah.
1: my, my opening for a standup session, my dream opening theater, g- gorgeous theater shot from like the, the second level on yeah. the stage Lights are perfect. Background's perfect. And then it's like, ladies and gentlemen, Blake Wexler, the lights come up, crowds going nuts. And then my body falls from the roof (laughs) and crashes through like my limp body, like through a table and then, or through the stool. And then the cameras like back, like it'll obviously be a dummy, like in a suit or whatever. And then I like brush the wood off of me. And then I just start the special as if it like never happened. It's like a thing that I would want to do so badly.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um,
1: just a body dropping like a hundred feet like through yeah. a stool is and <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very funny so like yeah that's that's why I'm leaning towards let's do this quickly so then for the next one <laughs> I can do that
0: <laughs> yeah oh god I want to see that so bad well you um, can't do it at Go Bananas I'm imagining they don't have this the height on the no, stage to pull that No. Off.
1: And that was an oversight on my part. They, uh, it's better it's, in it, it, a theater. It's unfortunate. It, it's what makes it a great room for stand-up is like low ceilings, but it does not make it for uh, a great room for a, um, a body falling from the top of the ceiling. It's like, well, he'd clearly live. It's not, an, you know, yeah. it's like a, an 11-foot drum.
0: <laughs> not high enough. What are you, what no. are you doing?
1: Yeah. If we could have it come That's through awesome. the roof. That could be good, I guess. But then where is the camera? Yeah. yeah. It's a whole. So, uh,
0: Yeah. So when's it coming out? when's it
1: coming out? I believe uh mid to late summer probably wow. because I did do it with a company that puts out specials like Kyle Cananes like you gotcha, know gotcha. like like these amazing comics they have so a they and they do do a bunch so there's like a queue basically but that's yeah. what I think could be sooner could be a little bit later like we'll see but are, yeah that's
0: Are you doing a album accompaniment? Mm-hmm. the audio yeah.
1: so, so they'll release and that's my understanding not to get again to inside baseball but i think that's where most of the money comes for because mm. like youtube streams compared to like xm serious or yeah. Yeah. wherever it ends up playing that's and also like you know they that's also how they make their money back yeah. the company yeah. for like you know fronting all Final. the money for this thing um that's up to me i right now no but it doesn't mean it wouldn't this is this is so i have a habit uh, or there's been a pattern of when i release albums where i always am a technology behind when i do it so my first one that i released in like 2016 i did cds for it Oh, okay. I wish. Um, <laughs> at least an eight track is like weird, and people would be like, "Well, I don't know what the fuck this is, but it's an object." You know, you and go to
0: Urban Outfitters, buy a player, yes. and then you can listen yes, to my exactly. record.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it is more. It, it's expensive. Where you get ten percent off off an eight track player at, yeah. <laughs> at Urban Out only at participating Urban Outfitters. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, I did CDs and I have 250 CDs in my basement. And then I yeah. did like download cards afterwards. And it's like, well, people are just going to download this directly off yeah. or off Spotify or Apple. Right. So, right. but I think vinyl is a cool thing where it's, even if you don't have a vinyl, like, or I'm sorry, a record player, a vinyl, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in, even if you don't have a record player, you still... It's you still have the artwork. It's almost like a mini poster kind of. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like if you have the artwork on it.
0: I you know, I think um vinyl's an interesting one because it's just it's resurging so strongly. Again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. To it the really point is. Where
0: uh I there like you could have like the reason it went away the first time is because technology is like, oh, this is so much easier. I don't have to lift mm-hmm. the needle people want to lift the needle people want to look at the record like yeah and at this point knowing that there's other alternatives for vinyl to still be big mm-hmm. is like well this isn't going anywhere cuz we like it that's the reason that's a good point cuz it's we not like a novelty it. yeah it's yeah like people that like vinyl like vinyl it's not going anywhere it's a it doesn't you know degrade necessarily like tape did uh, it, it, the artwork you have such a palette For Mm -hmm. the artwork because it's so big. Uh, You can do all kinds of cool shit with the actual vinyl itself and the color of it and all that and have special editions. Like, yeah, it's really awesome. It's expensive as shit. It's, but it's, um, I think, as a merch item as an artist for bands and for comics, if you show up and there's a t shirt or a vinyl or both, like, I don't know if you've bought a record lately, they're like at least $25. Oh, wow. Like, and that's cheap, like, for a new vinyl, like, a pressing of, like, Dark Side of the Moon is, like, $25, you know? And it's just like, yeah, I could listen to it for free on Spotify, or I could buy this record. And when yeah. you show up to venues and the bands have special pressings of their vinyl records now, that's awesome. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's badass. So if I had to vote, I would say get vinyl and get vinyl of your other records too. Yeah. Um, if you can, if you can pull it off, but like growing up as a kid, when you're talking about your dream special, like that's how I heard comedy. Vinyl. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's cool. You know? Yeah. No, and I'm going to, I'll definitely think about that for the sure. The
0: sound of the needle hitting the record and then, you know, yeah. the, just that noise of it. And then like, ladies and gentlemen, Blake Wexler and right, ha, right, it just, right. It's, it's just in that headphone vinyl that's how it's almost supposed to be comedy's perfect for it you know mm-hmm. um so yeah i i i would love that especially cuz this is your first special you know yeah. like that yeah. and i wonder from so that's awesome can't wait please make vinyl thank i'll you. take one um
2: i
1: love it yeah thank you for the advice um, I, yeah I, I took that in
0: but uh so now the material you're going to have to mm-hmm. wait six months. Are you still using that material until it comes out? Or are you starting oh, yeah. to build, build again?
1: Both. So like I am yeah. still using it and <clears throat> it's interesting. Like I've, I've been really, really excited to start building new or doing new shit because I was yeah. doing the same stuff where, you know, it was, it was almost to the point of like, you're talking but you're thinking about like you can think about something else like, you're almost on autopilot you know yeah, at times yeah. but i there were things that like i methods where i w- that would prevent me from doing that that i would do you know like so right, right. like to be like present while you're doing mm-hmm. stand-up mm-hmm. so <clears throat> excuse me um but yeah i'm starting to write new shit and since that so like it's it is my first special so it is like some of the stuff that I did on it has been released before, but I would say mm-hmm. like forty percent of it has no one's ever seen it anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. um, then I'm now like like since this is com- like I got married while getting ready for this, and now I'm you know moving towards a, like a, you know more grown up shit in my life, yeah. but yeah. also still have realized just I, I can now take that work ethic that I put into tightening the existing shit that I yeah. had on it and the new shit that I was writing at the time. Yeah. And now apply that to the next one. So I've already seen a level of discipline with mm-hmm. writing new shit that I did not have before where yeah. before it was like, well, this is getting laughs. So right. that's After good. What I was getting to is like, you did yeah, that
0: and now you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I need to build my material different. And yes, I'm going to start to build my material <laughs> for the next one where I fall out of the ceiling onto the chair. Like, it's
1: all building yeah, to yeah. a free fall from a hundred feet up in the air. So <laughs> that's the carrot at the end of the stick. The and dummy it,
0: look obviously like a dummy or do you want realistic like effect? Like it's funny both ways. It, it is funny both <laughs> ways. Or it's like obviously a dummy. Yeah. And then you're like brush or if it looks realistic where people could be like, <gasps> You know, like, yeah, yeah, I want it and we'll see.
1: (laughs) Well, I, it's, I can't make the decision now because you bring up two great points and that will be the hardest decision of my life is like, (laughs) do we want it to be a, like, like to see like, hay coming out of the thing, like straw coming out of the W or do we want it to like, like see my eyelashes on this thing? And I I don't, I don't have an answer yet. I I know that's bad. I'm being a bad guest and not giving you an answer right there, but yeah, I will. Uh, You'll be the first person I tell, but yeah, That's it's so been cool. Fun. It's yeah, it's building the material has been fun. It's and more challenging where I'm like, oh, fuck I would be done with this before mm-hmm. when I was worse. And yeah, now that I'm yeah. better, I can't be done with this. But yeah, it's been it, it's weird where no one's like, oh, we've seen this old material before. But I am, yeah. you know, you want to keep building and you want benchmarks and you want to see like like surpass goals, so yeah, I And I've been doing more like 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 crowd work before. The other night, like I did like a fifteen minute set, and I didn't even start a joke until minute fourteen, and then I just didn't have time to finish. Like it was like that was fun. So and it's exciting to do that because you don't know what's going to happen. But that's the thing too, where I'm like, oh, you do need to start building a new thing, and it's fun and exciting. So
0: yeah. Can you go to at this point now? uh, Can you go to say like helium and do? an hour whenever you want in a way, like so that you can build that, you know, like if you can, cause if you could riff for 20 minutes and then test material for 40 mm-hmm. once a week, this would go much faster. Right. Or do you have to do that on the road and touring still? It was, it's a great
1: question. I could not do it at helium. Um, I could maybe do that once every like six seven months you know but i think when i and this might change but like when i perform there i want it to be because people can see me in philly so much where like when i'm here it's it's tough to i want people to like be like oh boom like oh wow blake like fucking just like you know blew us away with stuff that we haven't seen before because Yeah. yeah there's just so many opportunities for people to see me around here that it would be tough for me I guess what i 'm trying to say is it would be tough for me to sell that out or get a meaningful amount of people there like that often because yeah. but and also they have so, like a lot of massive acts coming in but i can I could do something like that at like an alternative venue so and and have I might want to do that, that soul anyway Joel,
0: soul joe 's place
1: before? I have not done that i think i mean he like i've never met him also but i it seems like uh you either do soul joel for some people either do soul joel's helium or punchline you know like where um but yeah no i would even as like an opener like i'd be down to do that but yeah he came around while i was living in la or like he started doing it around uh around philly so I never really got a chance to meet him. I've heard like nothing but great things, yeah. but yeah, I haven't yeah. done that yet.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I think there's something to be said for local residency in that mm-hmm. regard for building that would make it go so much faster. Yeah. Um, and yeah. You really can't, you can't really think about the fact that, and and I would say, you know, to you, like, yes, there's lots of opportunities to see you in Philly, but, again, people don't go to comedy shows that much. So, you know, yeah. if you have returned people, if you get to the point where people are like, oh, my God, I just saw him last week, these are comedy regulars. Mm-hmm, That's not mm-hmm. the norm, right? So if you That's did a, point. a spot every week, it's going to be 75%, 80% new people every time, for the most yeah. part. You know, like... um and the repeat people don't mind seeing you again. That's the thing. They are coming They know what they're signing
1: up for. Yeah. And
0: they, they're like, oh, he changed this tag. Oh, he did this a little different. Like that, mm-hmm. those are, that's the the core people that you want, but also like it's no reason not to find a spot you can build your next hour like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't worry that you're overexposed in Philly because that's in your own mind. You know what that's I mean? That's a good point.
1: Like, I appreciate that. Um, yeah
0: and i want i need you to do that theater opening
1: i got to like, do it like, like we got to get there fast <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> oh man that's so exciting well congratulations dude i'm really excited Thank to see you. it um if you Thanks, have Mab. if you're willing to send early cuts i'd love to see um of course but uh you know i i, I get it it's a, it's a arduous process and if you're waiting you know a couple months uh but it's so dope i'm so glad you pulled it off oh, and, thank and, uh, you and learned a lot from the the self-funded one you know yeah, i can't wait to show um,
1: it to you the yeah. the final one yeah
0: that's cool man what else anything else going on anything else you want to plug
1: Uh, I don't have a podcast anymore. It's like, what do I even plug? I'm on like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing shit on social media. Like a lot of the stuff that I would do on the podcast, it would be like a thought. It's like, Oh, maybe I'll just like record. This is not brain surgery, but like, Oh, I'll just record this into my Instagram account or like, you know, like instead. And that's been fun to do. So yeah, just at Blake Wexler and yeah, I think that's and, and, and whenever I do shows and stuff, I post it on there anyway. So yeah. Yeah. At Blake Wexler.
0: Yeah. It seems like, um, TikTok is a pretty good medium mm-hmm. for comedy at this point. Really really an interesting venue kind of for yeah, you know, if you don't you don't even have to do a podcast to do that. You know, like clips of the podcast you can do obviously, but like mm-hmm. instead of is an interesting thing instead of whenever you feel like it. Although it sounds like if you study that algorithm that's like more work than a podcast because it's yeah. to be meaningful. It's probably like six to eight posts a day to Crazy. really it, like, that's a lot of work. That's a lot it's of a job. It's daily, daily. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it's, it's a job, but it's also like, you gotta be engaging,
1: captivating for the yeah. most
0: part to, to make a difference. Um, so that's almost harder to do. Um mm-hmm. once you have the special, you can clip it up into pieces and put it on a schedule and put it out there. Right. Like the the hey, I'm not gonna have any other way to reach people other than my podcast uh or other than my TikTok. Mm-hmm. You better be all in. Like now you're yeah. talking into your phone all day every day.
1: Yeah. Oh God.
0: You know, like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like it's like the anti Podcast in, in a way, but like it, it is, it is meaningful, and people find people from that, and that is where people are looking, and that is where their attention is. And you know, when I was saying it, there's soccer dads that soccer parents and stuff that I talk to. That that's how they find comics. Like mm-hmm. they're going from TikTok to Levity.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, that's it's interesting. Like, yeah,
0: it's like hmm, okay, that's how it is okay. now. Yeah, it, it, yeah. That's the that's the move. Okay, so. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an ever evolving thing, but, uh, I'm excited for you, man. I'm really psyched for your special to come out and, uh, thank thank you you so much for doing this. And this was a uh, blast.
1: It was the best. And congrats on your hundredth episode. Like that's a big deal and you should be proud of yourself. It's great.
0: Yeah. Thank you, man. It's it's pretty cool. I think, I think you are the top, uh, repeat guest as well which is like you know Fuck nobody John can ever take Huggins. that away from you Blake nobody can ever <laughs> no take one that will. away from you Blake. I won't let him <laughs> no one no one will ever take that away and if somebody gets close I'll have you on again so you can always stay one Th- ahead you know
1: thank you and I am keeping tabs so yeah yeah <laughs> if you don't catch it I will <laughs>
0: <laughs> but oh man it's so good to see you as always Me too. um are you getting out here at any time out west any plans? i will
1: buy the fall at fall at the latest and then we're trying to find a way to get back there like honestly i hopefully i can come out whenever the special releases and like do some shows right. and like the end. Yeah, yeah. so yeah so hopefully this summer if not early fall
0: yeah well keep me posted I'll let you know and if you're gonna if you're mm-hmm. gonna be out here I'd, I'd love to to see you and yes. um, go to a show or whatever the whatever the case may be but um
1: obviously for sure of yeah, course man. this was so much fun Matt thank you so much for having me and congrats congrats again this was a blast
0: yeah man love it thank you Blake be well
1: absolutely you too bye
3: I said to myself,